You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. A new ejection seat makes rocketing out of a B-2 bomber surprisingly safe by Eric Adams. The American military has a funny way of thinking about size. Some ground vehicles are sized not necessarily for battlefield functionality, but rather to fit inside the cargo airplanes that will take them to said battlefield. And pilot size and weight restrictions aren't written to limit who can stuff themselves inside a tight cockpit, but who can be blasted out of one. In fact, ejection seat capabilities have been limiting pilot selection for decades, to the disappointment of countless would-be aviators and the frustration of military commanders desperate to fill increasingly empty cockpits. The situation improved a few years ago with the Martin Baker MK-16 seat which allows pilots weighing as little as 103 pounds and as much as 245 pounds to eject from the F-35 fighter jet at 65,000 feet. Now, another new ejection system meets even stricter safety standards, works with today's gear-laden helmets, and further expands the pool of eligible pilots climbing into the B-2 stealth bomber and future airplanes that will also use the system. In the past, simply surviving an ejection was considered a good enough standard. Now the Air Force expects its pilots to be able to walk away from an ejection, start training again, and be back in action right away, says John Hampton. He's the head of Aircraft Escape System Engineering at UTC Aerospace Systems, the defense contractor that built this latest system called the ACES-5. The ACES-5, which could also see use in the forthcoming TX trainer jet, uses everything from nets to gyroscopic rockets to carry pilots from a plane that flies 50,000 feet off the ground at near-supersonic speeds to the ground with minimal risk. It starts with a helmet support system that automatically extends and retracts during an ejection, catching the heavy helmet like a ball in a baseball glove. That lets it accommodate the larger high-tech helmets like those used in the F-35 as well as accessories like night vision goggles. Just 15 years ago, Helmets were spherical and aerodynamic shells, says John Fife, UTC's director of Air Force programs. The former F-16 pilot still goes by his call sign, Barney. It's not spherical anymore, thanks to all the technology inside of it. If we don't have that helmet stabilized and protected from the airstream, there will be an immediate neck injury and probably a fracture. With the ACES-5, you can feel free to shoot out of your plane at 690 miles per hour. That high-speed airflow, you see, can force an ejecting pilot's head off the headrest, 
exposing him or her to injury, as if riding a rocket chair out of a jet weren't bad enough. The system mitigates this risk with a head and neck restraint that deploys during the ejection sequence to temporarily catch the pilot's head and support it as the G-forces stack up. They can range between 9 and 12 Gs with a UTC seat during the 200 millisecond ejection sequence. Other systems have subjected pilots to up to 20 Gs. The restraint maneuvers the helmet to transfer the load to the seat itself. The system is spring-operated and instantaneous, and it can be retracted before the parachute deploys so the pilot regains his or her full range of motion as they drift to Earth. The rocket seat also protects crew members who may not be fully prepared for an ejection, such as in a multi-crew member aircraft, where one might be distracted when the other initiates the exit. Along with the head holder, nets deploy to pull the pilot's arms toward the seat, and restraints keep their legs in place. Martin Baker's system uses tethers to achieve the same thing for the arms and a similar passive system for the legs. To ensure that pilots on the lighter and heavier side are ejected safely, UTC's engineers created a system that automatically modulates the thrust based on their weight. If a pilot is on the heavier side, the seat will encounter resistance as it's firing, so it will add in more thrust to accommodate, Hampton says. If the pilot is lighter, the thrust is dialed back, so they aren't injured by excessive forces. The key is a chamber underneath the rocket that measures the pressure during the launch. As the pressure goes up, so does the burn rate, Hampton says, so it maintains constant acceleration on the way out. Since heavier pilots tend to make the seat pitch forward and lighter ones pitch back, the seat incorporates a second gyroscope-controlled rocket that corrects those movements. Everything's controlled by a small, triple-redundant computer that measures airspeed, altitude, and seat angle. Finally, the new seat also has a new parachute, that can handle up to 330 pounds, plenty for a pilot and all the survival gear they carry. It's designed to prevent oscillations in the descent, to angle the pilot so they don't risk falling backwards on impact, and provide a slower and more controlled landing. This matters. 43% of ejection injuries occur at contact with the ground. The ACES-5 system was actually approved about eight years ago, but is only now being introduced in the B-2. You can thank the typically protracted development and evolution process that governs military systems. As it makes its way into more aircraft, it will accommodate a greater range of pilots, helping the military fill seats that it hopes will stay firmly in place. Hope you enjoyed this spoken edition of Wired News. And if you'd like more, search for Wired Science and Wired Business. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.